Cool. Not if we're going to do this professionally. Yeah. I don't want to do this professionally. No. Nope. Could you imagine getting sponsored and having to, I don't know, justify this? No. I can't imagine any brand that would want to do that with us. Well, I, any, I mean, oh, no, I can imagine brands that want to do that. I mean, what, brand, what brands are idiots? Hublo? <laughs> Welcome to the Try Watches Podcast. I'm Cam. And I'm David. And no Thomas. No, as soon as I talk after you, you know, the, the beat's missing, Thomas isn't here. I mean, who's surprised? Yeah. Not me? Well, no. no. Well, he's landed in Normandy, so I uh, hopefully he gets back out of there. Yeah. I wonder if you'll find my granddad's lighter on the beach. He said he dropped it a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing there, mate? I'm doing all right. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. It's um still incredibly warm here. Um, oh, is it? Apparently today's the last day and we're going to get some thunderstorms after this, but I will believe it when I see it. Um, mm. So if anyone can hear the fan in the background, and I'm sorry, you just have to deal with it. Or it's the fan of my computer in the background of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good, actually. Um, busy. Um, it was a... It was a uh, I've been... We're trying to hit various targets and deadlines to to get the uh, project out that I'm working on currently. Mm. So I'm putting in some overtime, which uh, uh, is uh, great great for the bank account, not so great for my mental health or, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, spending time with family and, and not being exhausted all the time anyway. But Great you know. for the Bank of America, not so great for the Bank of Cam. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, well, as, as we all know, any any type of overtime, just most of it just goes to the government anyway for uh, mm. tax tax the ever living out of it. So, oh uh, well. Um, but no, other than that, uh, let's see. Well, we'd been on vacation with friends of ours for the last two and a half weeks before that, mm-hmm. and and stuff. So, I finally got an opportunity to this weekend to clean out the two cars because most of it was road tripping and right. Any anybody out there that has kids? Is there a lot of um, smashed crisps into the seat and things like that? Oh, it was it was not pleasant. It was, and the other thing is, is of course we've got this new vehicle, um, and I always uh, and I tend to be I'm overly meticulous when it comes to cleaning the car. Anyway, I, mm. and I, I had to really let go when yeah. having children about like snacks in the cars and stuff like that. What do you mean? You're um, not anal about things. I won't hear of it. Things like no, precision no, of watches no. and timing and things, <laughs> and and cleanliness of vehicles. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not me at all. Um, so cleaning these things out, um, man. The uh, the Highlander is significantly larger than the Golf. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while, did it? Well, it's. I mean, well, and of course we had all we used all three rows as well. So of course there were snacks in all three rows of that car too, um, uh, and my. Uh, and the golf was was well, it wasn't as bad because we had the littlest most of the time in the back of the golf. So she doesn't snack because she's like a year and a half old. So you mm. you don't really want to give a, a year and a half old snacks while you're driving because especially if American she, snacks, which are like basically colored sugar. Well, there's that too, but no, <laughs> I was thinking more of the choking hazard and the fact that you ah, really yes. can't do anything when you're doing 75 miles an hour down the highway and she's in the back of the car choking yeah. on something. If George so. Bush can choke on a pretzel, you can too. <laughs> there is that as well so so the golf wasn't as bad other than the fact that i've got one of those of course it's california so it's hot out here so you get those um basically the windshield blocks that you put up in there to reflect 
the light away so that the the, mm. the interior of the car isn't as hot as it could be. It's not so. I've had one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so I've, I've I've had one of these for about three years, and I couldn't figure out why the car was getting so dusty all the time. Turns out that the uh, that that windshield thing that we've been putting in uh, that I've been putting in there's slowly been disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled it out. I'm like, what is all this gray fluff everywhere? And I was like, oh, I see. So I binned that and vacuumed everything out. So I should have less dust in that car. And we now all have lung conditions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We've got a asbestos lung. I bought it on (laughs) Wish.com. It was really cheap. (laughs) Um, Oh, maybe it wasn't COVID that I had. Then maybe that was... Various Victorian diseases. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I've... You know how you figured, okay, I'm going to clean two cars, so it's going to take me twice as long to, uh-huh. to clean as than, than just one car? No, no, that it, 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 it was it was a, an all-afternoon adventure for me. Oh, and, I had cl- and I had actually cleaned the outside of the one car the day before. So, yeah, when all was said and done, I think I started at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, finished up just before dinner around 6. Um, but uh, both cars are spotless, and I've told the family that uh, nobody's allowed to drive them. And here's everybody's Uber app. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the cars. <laughs> you confiscated all the keys. Yep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to use them anymore. <laughs> Absolutely no snacks. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, it was like you said, like crisps and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, liquid. sticky or liquid. Yeah, which yeah. was which is good. At least everybody adhered to that rule. You haven't got the kids into Marmite yet, and they're just fucking smearing that everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Could you imagine the smell? Yeah. California with Marmite <laughs> stuffed into the into the carpet. My God. Oh, uh, it smells bad enough when it hasn't been rotting in the sun. Uh. Anyway, so, yeah, it's kind of been my weekend. What, how about you, man? How you uh, it's been a fairly eventful week, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah? What happened? Uh, I gave up trying to get the strap off of this um, Mr. Jones watch, my Nomos. So Seriously? I, yeah, so I ordered some new straps from Barton Bands. So oh, these came across yeah. from the States. So I've got uh, this petrol blue one and a grey one. Oh, okay. Um, I bastardised this petrol grey. The petrol grey. I don't know why they call it petrol blue. Because I've never seen petrol as blue. I've seen purple petrol, but that's because they put a dye in it so that it's an additive because it's for farm vehicles. Yeah, like red diesel so they- in the UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Same idea. So petrol blue. Unless is that the colour you go and you drink petrol? Mm, quite possibly. Yes. Actually, it would be. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've got this grey one, which I've bastardised a little bit. I've cut the um, fixed keeper off because I put the nominous oh. buckle onto it. I'm kind of ruining the wrist check here, but whatever. Um, oh, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, so I cut that you off. You had so to it's, actually it's like break the, the buckle on it to be able to put the, the nominous no, buckle on No, it's just the nominous one's quite long, this buckle. Um, okay. So the fixed keeper was like pushed right up against it. Oh, on fair the enough. original Nomos strap as well, it only has one single floating keeper as well. Mm, so, whereas um, this one has, there has it, it's the double, yeah. like it's the double so buckle I, on it. So I gotcha. cut it, so I cut it off, and um, they're quite the only problem with these Bart ones. They are really good quality, but they're really rigid. Um, mm, so you got to so, wear them in a bit. Yeah, I got to wear this in a bit. But um, yeah, so there was that, and then uh, Wednesday night, uh, uh, Matt, who's been on the show. Uh, time it's time to learn on Instagram. Him and uh, Watch Wheel Spin Pete. They invited me to a little get together up in Cambridge at a uh, whiskey and cigar shop. 
Oh, nice. So down in the basement of this whiskey and cigar shop in Cambridge, and uh, it's like a little watch gathering. So um, cool. It was cool, yeah. So we sat down there this, in the basement. It this was, isn't like a. This, is this like a just a get together with a few guys? Not enough. It was like some guys they thing. know from a group on um, Facebook, um, like a little private group they've got. So they're nice enough cool. to invite me along. Um, nice. Saw some familiar faces and stuff. Had a um, uh, Romeo and Juliet short Churchill and, uh, and a glass of rum. Pretty good. It was a good evening. Lovely. It was incredibly yeah. hot down there. It was so sweaty, but um, no, it was good. It was good. It was a nice little setting. Good little catch up with those guys. And then Thursday night, I was supposed to be going to the Oris Summer Party at the boutique on South Moulton Street because oh, yeah. Sam Time on Her Hands invited me to that. And then uh, at about one o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday, my toilet decided to break. <laughs> so I um. It was the float valve basically went in it, so it was just okay. pouring water out because it, it basically was perpetually flushing. Yeah. Um, I turned the water off, went up to Screwfix, bought a new float valve, came back, and um, yeah, basically a cowboy has installed this toilet before I moved in. So oh. um, it's like insane. So like trying to get it's a super easy job to do, right? You just yeah turn the water. I've off, done it many times. Yeah, you drain the drop the take the flush out, let the tank drain itself down. Unscrew yep. the fitting into the bottom, float valve comes yep. out, new one in, screw it back on, fine. The way yep. this one is, like, the fitting to undo it is, like, you need the ch- hands of, like, a six-year-old child to get to it. <laughs> and it and it was, like, so rigidly on. It was, like, Why? really difficult. So I managed to get it, like, a quarter turn, and it just wouldn't come off anymore. So really? I was like, fuck. Um, so then I thought, okay, well, what I'll do is... And then because of the way this toilet is as well which i know people aren't listening to this podcast to hear this but deal with it this is happening (laughs) (laughs) the locking nut for the float valve is like up against it was like recessed into the ceramic so you couldn't even get that so really the whole system has to come off oh so then i had so okay so i'm like fine so then break the valve take unscrew from the valve undo the butterfly the wing nuts underneath to get the system off one of them comes off the other one is rusted on so I'm oh, like, oh, for God. God's sake. And it was just like a whole thing, like a total pain in the ass. And I was just getting more and more frustrated with it. Um, yeah. So I messaged Sam, I was like, look, I can't come. I'm like, my head's in the toilet, literally, like, trying, trying, <laughs> trying to fix this. Um, but the tank, not the ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then like, I, was just, I was just absolutely just losing my rag with it because everything that could possibly go wrong at this point was going wrong. And like what was a half an hour job had now taken me like three hours of like pissing around and swearing and shouting. Because oh. um, I'd even got to, and I like went to the Q, got some uh, WD-40, soaked it in that, wouldn't come off. It was like, so then I ordered a wing nut socket off of Amazon to come the next day. Yep. And then I was looking at it and I was like, so I, I just lost my rag and I grabbed the old float valve and I just ripped it and I just pulled the top half off of it which left like the spout sticking up. And I was just like, hang on a minute. There's nothing in that spout. That's just a tube. The valve, yeah. actually in the, the, like the flap valve and all the other bits were actually in my hand here. And I was like, why the fuck have I not just taken this top bit off of the new one and put it on the yeah. old bottom? On the and old I could one. have done yeah. this in like 10 minutes. Ugh. So I was just like, fuck's sake. So did that, put the old one on and then, like tighten everything up again turn the water on starts leaking from where the fitting that i undid in the first place which was really tight to undo wouldn't do up now 
Oh. So now it's leaking from the water feed. And I was just like, this is just fucking in my head and this is just driving me nuts. So I'm my, never pooping again. Yeah, literally. So my whole thing was like, do you know what? Turn the water off. And luckily we've got two bathrooms. So I was like, yeah. toilets have water. Like, no one's using it until I figure out what I'm going to do. Little sign. So I was thinking like, okay, I'll, what I'll do is I take the whole, I will have to take the whole system off once this little socket wrench arrives. Yeah. Um, take the whole system off and then tighten it up manually from that then put the whole thing back and then do this yeah so then today i left it till today <laughs> thursday to sunday because i was like i cannot physically face doing this job it's wound yep. me up that much and it's so hot and i'm sweating so much. And i've been talking about this toilet forever and i will stop in a second i promise <laughs> <laughs> so then i'm using the socket thing and i'm just like, swearing and fucking shouting because everything's in like stupid places so then i finally break the rusted wing nut that comes mm. all the way down and just as it gets to the end of the bar, it seizes on again. And I'm just like, you of fucking course. kidding me. And it's one of these ones that you need to pull tension on to keep the the the, the, yeah, the, um, the captive bolt. In, yeah, exactly. So I'm yep. like, well, I can't put the socket on it now because the socket pushes it up and then it just spins. So I'm just like, I'm ready to literally just like put my head in the toilet and hit the flood and just like, let it run. So I was yeah. just like, just, I, I was just honestly despairing with it. And then, uh, and then I was like, right, I'll just, I'll do something else and I'll come back to that. So then I go to take the system off the wall, but the cowboys that fucking installed it, rather than screwing the system to the wall, have used bathroom mastic to glue it to the fucking wall. Oh my God. So then I'm sitting there with a hacksaw blade behind it, trying to cut through like 12 inches of mastic. And in the end, I just walked out and I was just like, I'm calling a fucking plumber. I was like, I can't be dealing with this shit. This is bullshit. And he'll yeah. probably turn up and be like, done in a minute what? and charge me yeah. like 300 pounds for the pleasure. And then I was just like, I picked up the phone to call one. And then I was like, no, fuck it. I'm not letting it beat me. <laughs> and I went back <laughs> in there. And it just like, and, and I don't know what happened. There's something in the universe aligned. And suddenly that fitting was loose enough that I could start tightening it up. I don't know what the fuck changed. And I managed to tighten it up. And then after that, I was done in like three minutes. All I had to do was threaten it with a plumber. I was like, I'm going to get nice. a professional in. And it went, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. And now it works. And I was just like, fucking victory. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, you need to go use the toilet now. Because I put a lot of fucking effort into that. <laughs> and you need to appreciate it. we're using in this house. Yeah. You need to listen to that system fill up and you appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I've, oh, the number of, of quick fix, uh, plumbing jobs that I've done in my life that you kind of go, oh yeah, this would be a 10 minute job. No problem. <laughs> Honestly, like, so it's cost me like oh. extra money. It cost me going to the Oris summer party, which is annoying because I had ice cream there called happy endings, ice cream. And I'm obviously going to laugh at that because I'm a child. Uh, oh, like, yeah. It, yeah. So it robbed all that for me and... But it's done now. And that has really been my week, apart from... I, I went and met... I saw some little friends I haven't seen in a long, long time today, which was a good thing. Oh, that's cool. But um, Awesome. Yeah, yeah it was good. Um, anyone who lives, lives in where, Tony's cafe is open again, because my friend has a cafe. He's been shut for like two years because of COVID, and the council oh, basically yeah. knocked the building down and said, oh, you have to wait until we rebuild it again so you can put your business back in it. Kind of weird, but whatever. And it's Fair opened enough. again. I walked in there today. I haven't seen him for like quite a while. And then yeah. one of are like mutual friends from like I've known him for like 17 years and I haven't seen him for probably 10 of those 17 wow. years face to face we sat there and I was like 
holy shit. And yeah. then I sat there and talked for like probably like two and a half hours. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I realized I was supposed to be doing the food shopping at that point and I should probably go home with the, f- and I had to go through, I hadn't with, done the with- shopping yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm failing at everything this week. I understand. Yeah, basically, I, know, I, I was just like, feeling. you know what, this week is just like, it's just yeah. all, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff I'm going to tell you that happened on Friday with my work, but I'm not going to bore people anymore with stuff because literally Friday was a day that I was just like, I just, I give up on life. It's just fucking <laughs> ridiculous. But I can understand. Yeah, it's been, it's been a week is all I'm going to say. But, Fair enough. let's do a wrist check. Let's count what you're right. uh, I'm um, back to wearing the Rolex again. Mm. So, because... I it, saw that. Uh, I know. Is that a little bit of bracelet stretching out? You're just wearing it loose. No, no. It's this thing. This. Oh yeah. Have you never? Have I never shown you the stretch on this bracelet? Maybe. Oh no. This. 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 This isn't like this is an original, proper, sixteen eighty bracelet. Oh, that's as, that's almost as floppy as my Seiko bracelet. Oh yeah. No. It's got it fits and it's and it's great because it's it's actually worn like at at like you can see. You can, I don't know if you can see the the wear mark. Right, on the yeah, actual yeah. bracelet is like it's actually worn in at each one of the mm-hmm. points so it's got a lovely a lovely flex to it it just like hugs the wrist now so it's like I don't know, <laughs> and it's my like, forearm like, as it travels further up each by day <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it's not it's like the, the thing is is it's not it doesn't stretch out what it's doing is it's wearing like on the it's, it's been over over the course of the last 50 years of its existence mm. it's worn out um like on the like where, where the the oyster kind of connects so it's right in right in the joint so it's just wearing down there so that so it's not actually stretching out it's just it's just getting uh, okay. more, more bendy basically right so, so you're gonna put like but it a just, replacement brace at any point in case that one breaks or uh, no <laughs> Just, just asking. It's a what podcast we have to ask these things. Because um, yeah, you, know, you no, could get I'm... the Forstner Oyster bracelet on that. And it would be yeah, that's true. Could do that. Um, or uh, actually, you know what? If I was going to do, I, you know, I'd do the Jubilee on this one as well. That'd just be a good to shout. Ma- I think just, it's just for like ma- the sentimental value of that watch and the financial value of that watch. The $200 or whatever it is on a new bracelet that's, you know, probably got a bit more structural integrity to it because it's not 50 years old it's probably a very good yeah. investment yeah yeah it's probably not a bad idea but uh but no this 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 i mean there's I, I, I honestly no concern about like the the spring bar the actual fit and finish of this thing i'm not really that concerned about it um i don't know no more so than i would be about a spring bar failing basically this right with with the way this one fits but no it's been uh well, God, if you want spring young. bars, mate, get the spring bars in this Mr. Jones watch because these fuckers do not break. I've <laughs> <laughs> so, tried and they do not break. Like, like honestly, you can't get a pair of needle nose pliers and just like and just give it a twist and yeah, mate, snap that I, thing I, out. I, I tried and it just won't go. Like they're just in that there, is... solid. I think the holes on these lugs are actually quite deep, and that's part of the problem. Is it sat really far in the lugs? But yeah, like, yeah, it's... it's just like it is not having it. So. The Mr. Jones is on the Nomos two-piece NATO forever now. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but that's not the watch you're currently wearing. Because let's go back to the one. Because you were you were alluding to the one you were wearing because yeah. you got a new strap on it. So so I have got going? finally got back round now to wearing my Nomos Ahoy. 
and mm. I'm really glad because it is such a great summer watch and I'm really enjoying wearing it right now like, I've yeah. worn it probably all week well not all week that's a lie because the straps only turned up on like Tuesday or Wednesday something mm. like that but honestly it's such a pleasure to wear especially in this heat because it's I mean it's it's pretty slim yeah like the case is quite thin it's it's not too heavy it's not too light um it's just got really nice tones and stuff it's quite neutral actually apart from the little orange running seconds and um, yeah so yeah i'm just really enjoying wearing this right now i would love it if this barton band would break in a little bit faster and yeah be quite soft i mean to honest, i don't know how soft it's gonna get i think it's probably i mean I, to be fair to them though the quality of the actual nato itself is fantastic um has like quick release spring bars built into it and stuff like oh they're good nice. i mean to yeah. be honest they weren't that cheap but you know. oh no no um how much were they? I think they were like $20 a piece. That's not that bad. It's not that bad, but it is again a nail on, a nail on, blah, 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 I'll put my teeth back in, a nylon NATO, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, fair enough. Two piece nylon, yeah. Yeah, nylon, exactly. Yeah. So, but, no, I mean, it's like, they're like a sandwich. So it's like where, it's like two back to back pieces of thin NATO stitched together. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get like, it does feel, like secure and a, a well-built strap on it but um yeah no i'm really really enjoying wearing it right now um, oh, that's good going to crete in a few weeks and i think i'll probably take this with me nice might take the second strap just to mix it up but i think i might actually for once in a while go a whole day single, with just single watch single watch well nice. i don't i honestly don't think that i need i would need to take two because like the nomos you can dress it up it can yeah, be yeah. a dress watch and because this is the Ahoy it's got the 200 meter water resistance mm-hmm. so there's no issue no, like, you don't have to worry about taking around. it in the pool yeah it's such a great all round of holidays I think yeah, that's probably take an extra strap for me because if one's wet mm-hmm. and drying out from the day just with the quick release bars and this is what well, just pop one off pop a new one on for the evening totally get it yeah and I think that's probably what I'm going to do yeah no that was the I mean that was the whole thing when uh, we went away the last weekend when we were down in Monterey I just I just, I just wore the Black Bay because it's mm. it's another one that just because your, your Black Bay 36 would be fine for the same reasons right just mm. grab and go speaking so, of which I saw a Black Bay Pro in uh, the wild today oh what did you think of it in the wild it looks really good guy walked past it is nice the guy was walking past me and I saw it and I was like I wanted to go to him Nice watch, but then I thought maybe yeah. I might think I'm trying to mug him. Um, yeah, yeah but, there's that. <laughs> but uh, it looks really good, and I kind of want one. I like it. I mean, mm. honestly, I, when, when I tried it on... Um, it didn't look too thick when, either on that on the guy's wrist. No, that, that people people read the specs and go, oh, it's, it was too thick. If only they made it in 36 mil. Fuck off. <laughs> no, it's I, I, this is this is and one of those things that we've always said is that you you have to see it in the metal. Like mm. it's always different in the metal. You see photos of it, and whatnot. Um, I mean, that'll that's where it starts. You kind of look at it, and then you read the spec sheet, and you kind of go, oh, fourteen point whatever mil it is thick. Oh, that's just oh man, and on that size, oh. Mm. I tried it on, and I tried it on with the. Um, uh, I think it was. Yeah, it was on the NATO as well. Oh, okay. So it had, and it was, and it's not a, two, and the Tudor's not a two-piece NATO. It's not, it's no, not a double-pass NATO, mm. right? Because it's, it's got the 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 Tudor NATOs have the um, spring bars built into them. Uh, oh, okay. So it's not a, it's not a two-piece. It's it's well, same why, NATO why that might make it a two-piece. That's really odd. 
Huh? So it's got spring bars built in, but yeah, it's but a it's one single, piece, but single it's, pass. Yeah, it's a one piece. Yeah. Why would you not just make it a a, a two piece then? Because it still works like a NATO, right? So if the spring bar actually lets go, you don't lose the watch. Uh, because yes. it's built, the, okay. the spring bar's right. through. Whereas if it's a two-piece, it's just like a strap, Why right? Why are you going to be so smart all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really not. I'm really not. I just... Yeah, no, I, I actually had to sit here and go, oh, uh, yeah, I kind of think, visualize it. But yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it, yeah. But, um, and and of course, that t- the, the Tudor NATO is, mm. bar none, one of the best NATOs out there. Yeah. It just, it just is... Um, I would still get the, it on the bracelet uh, and wear it on the bracelet, though. I don't think I'd wear it on the NATO that much. It looks too good. Oh, no, I just, too I, good I, on the always, bracelet. always the bracelet. Always the bracelet. Mm. So, but um, I love, I, if, if I was, if I was searching for a Black Bay at this point, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the Black Bay Pro is, as far as I'm concerned, the best way to go. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I go it's with got that. that it, I think it's. I've always I've always been quite partial to the uh, uh, the original Explorer Two anyway. Mm. The, yes, the, the Steve the, McQueen. The, oh, it's not a Steve. It, Steve McQueen never wore it. I know, the, I know, but they love to say it. it. It's what everybody knows it as. Uh, but uh, <laughs> why do they call it that? Because it was actually what happened was there was um, there was an auction house and I can't remember which one and it's always an auction house that starts these things. Oh yeah, that claimed it was uh, the same watch that Steve McQueen had worn and it, but they mixed it up because he he wore fifty five twelve that was that was what Steve McQueen wore. Mm. He wore a, a Rolex Submariner fifty five twelve. There's thousands of photos of him wearing that particular watch and. Um, and in one of the photos, I think it, it almost like in a way it, it almost looked, I guess, just the lighting on it that right. somebody pegged it as an Explorer too, but it's not, <sighs> it never, no, no. I mean, if you're going to call any watch Steve McQueen, it's the Monaco. Yeah. But just, he was, and even then, just, like he didn't wear it in real life. He just wore it in the film. No, he wore it in the film. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry. Speaking of actually speaking of the Monaco, I, um, I was watching. Uh, do you do you ever? I I don't know what car YouTube stuff you're into. I know we both watch Donut Media. Yeah, because that's of donut. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And one of the other ones that I really enjoy that's really well put together is uh, VinWiki. I don't know if you've come across no this. So um, this the 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 guy that has the channel. His name's Ed Bolian. He's um uh, he was an exotic car dealer um out of Atlanta. Mm. And he used to sell Lamborghinis and stuff like that. He, so he's always been always been into supercars. And he's and he and he's kind of got this attitude. He goes, he goes. I always want to look like the guy who won the lottery ten years ago. So he buys <laughs> he buys old supercars that, and he he tries to find like the worst examples with the best stories, right? Okay, and and whatnot. So he gets some like so, he, and he's got this whole mo that's really good. Currently, his his main collection. He's got um, three uh, Lamborghini uh, Murcielago, um, the LP640s. Nice. All, uh, two of which are manual. Ooh. And one, of, and one of which, so he's got manual Roadster, the manual Coupe, and an SV. That's like just saying, how unreliable can we make this Lamborghini? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, they're Audi now, aren't they? So they're actually pretty good. <laughs> so, so they're all, and they're all like, uh, I think they're they're all around the two thousand seven, two thousand 
nine Mars mm. and stuff. They're great, and, and he's great. And he and he's so what he does is he brings other car guys on, and basically they're ten minute videos, and they tell stories. Okay, like that's a, cool. Car related stories and stuff like that. So they've got he's got this huge eclectic mix of people. He's got guys from um, like across the pond, uh, like uh, Tim uh, Schmi is I know really popular one he's got a huge exotic car collection okay um another guy um scott um who's uh Radarossa, who's been um oh actually that one's really he's he's really cool he's he's another one that gets like he basically found um a convertible testarossa nice and basically rat rotted it and what stuff. yeah well he's, he's he's done it up he's easy he, well he's not done it up but he's it, it's completely functional was he affected never... by the leftover cocaine residue from the eighties on the seats? <laughs> basically, basically, what it looks like. But um, no, he's great. He needs, he basically quit his job and he spends all his time. He he actually built a convertible three sixty Challenge Stradale um, with kind because of they never made object. one. They they never because they well they never Why made would one. You? So well so we found a, a, a basically ratted out um, three sixty Challenge. And did a, an engine swap and swapped all the carbon bits and everything like that, right. and basically turned. And it was and and he's done a really good job. Like it's like the detail that he went down to to get it. So he's basically mm. created this one of one challenge strata, uh, Frank and car. That, Yeah, right, but it's okay. It, he's done a really good job with it. Speaking anyway. of Ferraris, though, and I know I sent you a photo of it the other day, but I haven't meant I didn't mention it on here. Was the Ferrari that came past me on the motorway the other day? Oh, it yeah, was the F forty, insane. Yeah, I was, I was literally just sat in the middle lane. Well, I know you shouldn't be in the yeah. middle lane, but I was sat in the middle lane, deal with it. Um, and I looked up in my rearview mirror, and I was on my own, and I genuinely went, "Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and just saw this F forty coming down the fast lane, and I was like, "I was like, fuck, that can't be a real one." Like, yeah. no one would be mad enough to take a real F40 on the M25. <laughs> and he came past it, like, not very fast at all. Like, he was just crept yeah. past me, really. And it was a genuine F40. Wow. And it was insane. I just, like, was like, right, I'm getting behind it. So I just pulled him behind him and just followed him, like, as far as I could yeah. until he took off. But, yeah. He was, That's like, awesome. He He wasn't, like... It, he, he, def- he wasn't ragging it, you know. Like he was definitely like taking it at a very casual pace, probably because he was yeah. ready to burst into flames at any point. But oh um, yeah, that's what they do. But it? I mean, <laughs> do you know what? Absolutely, hats off to the guy for actually using it and driving it. Yeah, I mean that's Absolutely. what that's what should. a two million pound car now and the rest. It has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to. Uh, be. I don't know if they're a million pound car yet. Well, the F40. There's too many of them. The F40. They, they made like seventeen fifty of them comparative to some of the other. Um, yeah, but how many are still around? I don't think a lot of them. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them are, are still around. To be honest. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I don't. Th- I, it, it, that was that was one of those ones where, like, not. I don't. It's not like a lot of guys took them and tracked them, right? Like it wasn't. That was that was a proper hypercar. Guys that mm. bought them looked after them. But, so I, I I'd be I'd be surprised if there were a lot I, I don't think you're gonna find a lot that have been other than the ones that have burst into flames. <laughs> End of the day though. Like I've never seen one on the road. I've seen them in museums, but I've mm-hmm. never seen one actually on the road in M twenty five traffic because we were like ended up in stop start traffic as well. So I felt I, for his ankle because the clutch on that thing is not going to be light. 
1996 when I was over, uh, 95, 96, when I was over, the, like, one, the first time I went to London, um, I saw an F40 in Piccadilly Circus. Oh, okay. That's which ballsy like, to do that. And that was, like, walking th- walking around in Piccadilly Circus, and, you he- and of course, you hear it, right? Mm. You hear it first. And you turn around, and you go, what the... And to see that plexiglass rear yeah. lid with the engine in there and the sound that that thing makes and, and going like, and, and I, I mean, fair play to the guy, like, like riding that thing through Piccadilly circus. It's doing not easy. What? No, it's, I mean, it's not exactly, it's not exactly an easy clutch to live with from what I understand. My all time so, favorite Ferrari though. So to see it is just like I, such yeah, a blast. It's, to see it's, it. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's hands down. It's it, like, th- it's, it's that a Porsche 959. Yes. And that like era. A Lamborghini, the HJ220. Lamborghini Countach. Oh, like Countach, yeah, that, that area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of that stuff. Like, and and see, of course, being the age that I am, I know I know everybody loves the original Countach from the like the seventies because uh, it's the it's the pure thing. See, for me, the Countach was the twenty fifth anniversary with the stupid spoiler that didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. Yeah, it actually made it slower by putting the spoiler on it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where there's only there's only one car I've ever seen getting used that's rarer than that, and I was like fair play and again it was like a looking new view mirror and it was hammering up the m1 behind me and i was like fair play and it was an aston 177 oh and they only have made 77 wow. of those 77 cars. of them like yep. it's rare as shit and it was and a I white one and it had some insane number plate that was literally like yeah one or like like zero ne on number plate and i was just like wow and he he was not holding back either he was fucking giving it some at the m1 and I, like, if i if i could have done that i would have just been like yeah good one mate yeah. fair play fair play yeah. no that is nuts that is that is very very rare yeah and i'm also aware there's no watch content right now but that's because we didn't actually plan anything for this one so we just thought we'd bullshit and we've well, settled on cars so deal with it <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, the, I was getting to watch content on oh. this, but we we, we derailed because I was talking about Vinwicky, which is I, oh I sorry. We've, we've, let's loop back around yeah. them. Yeah. So and uh, there was uh, so like I said, the t- it sit down kind of it's an interview style, but it's kind of like what Petrolicious used to do, mm. where you don't hear the person asking the questions; it's just the guy telling the story. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Being like, and you tell he's been kind of led by various questions and stuff. So. Um, uh, one of the guys that he was interviewing is this guy Casey from uh, Genius Garage, and this is where he teaches. Um, I I haven't actually spent a lot of time watching his channel, but he basically he gets a bunch of graduates uh, together and gets them to hands-on engineering experience building cars. Mm-hmm. And he's just finished up this big project with um, with uh, uh, these basically there was a lichen stunt car from the fast and furious like traveling show oh, that yeah, was kind of like lichen uh, hyper sport that no one actually knows yeah, if it's a real car or not exactly so yeah, yeah. they had the shell they, they ended up getting the shell of this lichen from the stunt production of this right so they took it and they found out that the basic underbelly chassis of the lichen is not that dissimilar to a porsche boxster so they got a good chassis though bo- but yeah, exactly boxer donor chassis and they basically rebuilt this thing and they built it to like basically the same spec of what the lichen was going to be to the point where they lichen like w uh, is it w motors or whatever Something, over in yeah, like, saudi 
So the guys that actually the, do build these these cars properly invited Casey over to see the original prototype of this car and drive it in like Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. So he went over there like like a year ago or something mm. like that or six months ago and actually drove it and he went through and he, and, he, and he got to ask them a bunch of questions about like some of the engineering challenges they were having about like they've got these reverse Lambo suicide doors that go up, these scissor doors, but they, they, they scissor backwards and stuff. And so mm. just the engineering involved with getting that to work and, and all of the other bits and pieces. And so they'd finally completed this project and he's, and they like, they spent, so they sent it to a paint shop and the paint shop, it took them 1300 hours to paint this car just what? because of, yeah, you see that like you can kind of understand what, where they were coming from to be able to like, like that, like between the wet sanding and dry sanding and getting, it looks amazing. And it's this it's 32 and a half man weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Half a year, basically. It's insane. Half, half a man year to paint this thing. But anyway, they've got this thing up and running and it's, and, and they finally completed the project and he was cap recapping the whole thing and they're put, they were putting it up on bring a trailer and all of the proceeds are going to go back into doing the next project because their next project right. is uh, a Lotus Formula One car. Nice. So, um, and uh, and stuff. So it was going up on Bring Train. Anyway, as he's doing the interview and talking about this, I noticed the watch that he was wearing. Right. And it was and it was the Caliber Eleven Blue Monaco. And nice. I haven't seen somebody wearing that in the wild who I would not consider like a watch guy or an ambassador or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, he, this is a, and so he's a big, obviously a big car guy, big car fan, probably leads into Le Mans and he's, he's big into racing and stuff like that. So once you start winding down that road, that's where you end up at, at landing on a Monaco. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Cause, and it just kind of seeing that and seeing that in the wild and stuff like that and go, ah, God, I still miss that watch. I mean, if you, <laughs> in my mind, if you're going to get a Monaco, that is the one to get with the blue dial. Yeah. The Caliber 11. People, like that, most just, people agree with you. Just get it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? It actually doesn't bother me. It's got square pushes, Thomas. And I know you're not here <laughs> to argue with me. It doesn't. I actually quite like it. Yeah. I think it actually fits the case shape better than the round ones. Yeah. Well. I think the round ones are weird. Square peg, yeah. round hole, or square watch, round pushes. <laughs> it's not good. Exactly. So, but, um, anyway, so long meandering story mm. back to it just just cool seeing a, a monaco in the wild that wasn't uh uh like like i said not a promotional thing by some celebrity ambassador mm. and just somebody who probably wouldn't consider themselves like a watch guy because he's he's a car guy he works on cars i think, I think, I think those that venn diagram does intersect quite heavily though between watch guys and car guys oh absolutely it's always oh, yeah, fun yeah. like when you're watching like episodes of top gear and stuff to spot like what Hammond or Clarkson. Oh, Hammond see, and like, May. And I mean, Clarkson all was a big them. Planet Ocean guy, which is understandable. Yeah, that's, that was tall. his go-to, yeah. Or, yeah. And, and I think IWC was the other one that he or tended IWC, to... IWC, yeah. Hammond's yeah. worn a couple of Rolexes. I've seen oh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a Sea Dweller. And, and, yeah. Oh, it might be a Sea yeah. Dweller, yeah, yeah. Um, James May's got some interesting, some pretty cool pieces. He wears a he's G-Shock a, a lot, and he wears a Hamilton yeah, and, Pan um, Europe as well. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, I've seen him on a, uh, wear a Milgauss as well. Was another yes, one. Yes, is it the like, blue and green glasses guy? I think. I think. Uh, or is it, I thought it was the white dial. Oh, maybe. The, I, I don't know. Maybe. Either way, 
Um, but I think it's, yeah, it comes down to, I could see, I, James May wearing a Milgauss makes sense. It's just the type of Rolex that suits James yeah. May. I had like hope of like approaching, reaching out and seeing if he would come on our shitty little podcast to talk about his watch collection. And then I saw him in a YouTube video where someone, um, he was like answering like viewers questions and someone said, mm. talk about your watch collection. And he was just like, I don't have a collection. I'm just a man who has a watch end of discussion <laughs> and I was just like yeah. well that's that one dead then <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna happen and it doesn't he, he strikes me as being quite pragmatic when it comes to that sort of thing yeah but it it's, uh, it's a cool little like for a guy who's not self-proclaimed obviously as a watch guy he's got some pretty like considered pieces do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. where you go okay well they're kind of like you don't see them a lot like I, I, I like the Hamilton Pan Europe and I did want to get one when it came out but it's big mm-hmm. it's really it's huge. big yeah and yeah, you really just don't big. see them you can see him wearing them. It's because they're too big. Yeah, because honestly, but and I and I saw him and I was like, "That's a cool choice." The picture yeah. that is like because it's just like, you know, it's it's the left field choice. The Pandora. it is, and then he's got a yeah. transparent blue G Shock. Nice as well. Fifth, the G Shock Square says so fifty six hundred. Fifty six hundred. Yeah. Nice. So it's like it's cool. Like you know, he Clarks is wearing IWCs and Amigas, and then Hammond's got Rolexes and stuff. And then, yeah. and then again, but I suppose it's quite fitting when you like see the three personalities that like James May has a really like. Except for not a watch guy, they're like they are good watches that like people oh, in yeah. the know would go, "That's the watch I'll buy." But they're kind of eccentric and left field. Like the Rolex is like the avant, the Milgauss is like the avant garde Rolex. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like it is. You you pick that because you want to be different. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and still understand and appreciate the build quality and yeah. Um, understand you yeah. still can't go anywhere near an MRI machine. With it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because not but it I, doesn't matter about the magnet resonant, the magnetics. Mm-hmm. It it will rip the fuck off your wrist. <laughs> yeah, it will still work when it goes crashing <clears throat> into the MRI machine. <laughs> but it will no longer be on your arm when it. Or it might take your hand with it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is one of the main reasons why my uncle doesn't actually wear a watch to work because, like, he's he's well, he's an MRI tech. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll Goodbye. do it. Straight off. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the funny thing is, is it actually has more to do with the not uh, the the cleanliness factor and cleaning yeah. the watches and stuff like that is more is part part of the problem as well. Mm-hmm. But no, the interesting thing with um, uh, I remember reading an article years ago because um, I was always fairly diligent about reading Clarkson's uh, weekly car review articles and stuff like that. Mm. And I know back when they were still just doing Top Gear before they went to the Grand Tour and stuff like that, and they used to be doing all, they were doing all of the traveling and stuff. And one of the, one of their favorite games to play with each other while we were waiting around in airports and stuff was trying to get the other guy to buy a watch. Oh, really? Like they'd go to, yeah, they go to the boutiques, either the Harrods or the watches of Switzerland boutique in, in Heathrow and stuff <laughs> like that and try and make each other buy different watches and stuff like that. And I need friends, we need friends like that. It would not be difficult. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, well, but, but the thing is, is that we'd be, we'd be going to the Casio yeah, booths yeah, yeah. And, and, and swatches. These guys, these guys are looking at the Omegas and the IWCs yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff and, um, and whatnot. So, and yeah, there was, there, there was, there was their, the, a fun game that they used to play back and forth just to try and make the other <laughs> buy a watch while they were there. I used to go into the Harrods watch room in a uh, Heathrow terminal too, like every time. Yep. I was obviously flying in and out there quite a lot, and I was always in there walking around. And I walked in there one day wearing Snoopy on um, a blue Bark and Jack NATO, and the shop assistant stopped me and was like, "Wow, is that a Snoopy?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and took it off, gave it to him. He's like, "This is my favourite watch." And this goes to me, 
shit on this strap. But <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. Like, so like, Apex to puts it on, takes a wrist shot, and I was just like, okay, did we think anything more about it? Like, just and then I think it must have been like three or four days later. Um, Speedmaster kid Tom on Instagram tags me. Oh yeah, and yeah. goes, Dave, this looks familiar. And I, so I open the notification, and there's a Amiga Silver Snoopy on a blue Bark and Jack Nao on a wrist that isn't mine on Instagram. And I'd totally forgotten about this guy taking a picture of it. And I was just okay. like, and it broke my brain for a moment. I was just like, <laughs> that's my watch. What? That's not like, what? I fucking got really confused. And then I suddenly realized what it was. And the guy even put on his Instagram. Oh, really special to see this my favourite watch coming to the shop today. Don't think much about the strap, but you know, I was like, and he was like sixteen years old. And I was just like tastemaker. Like, fuck off. Oh, that's that's funny. Which is too bad because I mean age, age I like Adrian's straps. They're, yeah, they're fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, so. Yeah, but yeah, for God's sake, it's just like he, I actually never saw that guy, that kid working in there again. So I don't know why. Oh, okay. Maybe he insulted the wrong person. But I was just like, you cheap. Probably like, <laughs> too funny. Don't like try ask to try it on and then slag it off. <laughs> like, you don't get to do that. But yeah, I used to go in that Harrods all the time, and like, yeah, well, I never bought a watch out there, and they must have got so sick of me because I was in there like every two weeks. I must have. I must admit when when we were leaving London. And like making the move from London back uh, back this direction, mm. we we were at the, we were in the terminal and stuff like that, and they had the Sapphire Sandwich Speedmaster oh, nice. there, and and Cat kind of said, "Well, you should." She goes, "She goes, ah, oh, we're making this move and everything like that. You should, you should just get it. It'll be tax free. It. That too." And and I went. And it was right at that point where going, I'm going. Yeah, it's still like, but it's a it bad been, time to be spending that much money. We, it, we we were just at the beginning of the move, and we I wasn't sure at that point how much this move was going to cost us, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm trying to be, I was being sensible with the budget and everything like that, and and uh, yeah, in. Uh, and in retrospect, looking back on it, I'm really glad I never pulled the trigger because either it or my Black Bay would have gone with oh, the rest of my shit. stuff. Yeah, of course, yeah. So there's that. Um, and and sure enough, yeah, it was the smart decision because the move move out here did cost a hell of a lot more money. And 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 <laughs> and, and, and being being another forty five hundred pounds or five thousand pounds or whatever light um mm. would have would have made it that much more difficult <laughs> so <laughs> i mean to be honest but. the amount of time it's taking you to buy this speedmaster you'll be able to get one just in time for the 100th anniversary of the moon landing and you can get a special I know, edition I'm looking forward to it. yeah exactly <laughs> i can't wait I'll to see the 90. box that, that one comes in <laughs> <laughs> anybody come in the space shuttle or something that size <laughs> They just keep getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, they've actually de- one. Yeah, they're making the boxes out of a decommissioned well, shuttle or something. That, like that was the slightly annoying thing for me because, like, the normal Speedmaster came in, comes in like, the big show box and everything, mm-hmm. and then I got my Snoopy and it comes in just a normal Amiga box. Like, not a normal Amiga box. It's like a, a large black a, box. Well, they've they've gone. Back and then the to Snoopy the one, ones. the new Snoopy comes in the blue suitcase. It's like, wait yeah, a the, minute, the, why did the, I get? 
screwed. I mean, not that I care. Yeah. It would have taken up a lot more space in my wardrobe. But well, that's just it. I was because that's the other thing. Like, what are, what are you doing with the box? Yeah, well, like, I've still got the Snoopy pin in mine. It hasn't moved off of the thing. Yeah, and the little paper that comes with it. I just left it all in there. The one, the one thing that they did this the, on the latest generation, the three eight six one, that is a little disappointing. Is they no longer because the one thing I loved about the the previous the eighteen the, the very last eighteen sixty one set was or the eighteen sixty three, which is probably what I get. Either one came with the box that had the extra strap and a loop. And yes. an Omega Loop, uh, an Omega Speedmaster Loop, I would have been that. That I do like. So that's that box set I appreciate. And they and they no longer. And of course, it's just yeah, they've increased the price and reduced the amount of cool stuff that you get with it now. So mm. it is what it is. But it's kind of still, odd. Like yeah, they just didn't give any of it out with the Silver Snoopy, and then they've kind of just gone gone back on it again. It's like I kind of caught them in that dip when I stopped doing yeah. it. And then, Exactly. Well, it's like I mean, Tudor was the same way. Tudor, Tudor, you used to get either the leather strap or the bracelet, mm-hmm. and then it would come with the NATO. Yeah. Right. Now and now they go. Oh, okay, you can get it on the bracelet, the leather strap, or the NATO, and it doesn't come with the extra NATO anymore. So, but uh, so that was that. That was a change when they went away from having the uh, ETA movement. So apparently, you get less as soon as they go to an in-house movement that's changed. You get less stuff with it. No matter, doesn't matter which brand it is. Apparently, so they're spending more on the movements. They can't afford to give you a bigger box. Exactly. So it is odd. Know. Like really, when you think about it, because some brands, depending on how much you spend, you get like the packaging is like ridiculous, and then some mm-hmm. things give you nothing really. Like yeah. my normos, they said to me, "Oh, do you want the wooden box or do you want a leather pouch?" And I was just like, mm, uh, "Leather pouch." So I've literally just got a a landscape leather pouch to put a nomos in um and then for what similar money my oris came in a box that i can only describe looks like an avocado bathroom suite from the 70s right right because that's the um, it's like recycled uh, algae recycled plastic, plastic or, something. or whatever yeah um yeah and then like but then my deville comes in just a standard red leather amiga box and that was mm-hmm. like twice the price yeah and it's those, I don't, and then, you know what? It's a really shit box. Yeah, I mean the. I'm trying to think of the boxes that my the best box that I've had is my Black Bay because that's like a it's an actual proper wood box, really nicely lined. Mm. Like the Tudor boxes are actually it's kind of it's it's a piano it's black, a isn't really it? piano black lacquer mm. on it. It's better than the Rolex box. The Tudor box Rolex is boxes are down. awful. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think they're ugly. Even I've never actually like handled one to know the quality of them. I oh, think, they're they're not as good. They're, 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 they're ugly. just not as good. Yeah, I've never understood. So, and then um, um, my Monaco box. I think they gave me the wrong Monaco or the raw, wrong box when I got my Monaco because right. I always thought that mine was supposed to come with one that actually said Monaco in it and stuff like that. But I've just got a, the generic Tag Heuer box that came. The with little it. plastic domey box. Uh, no, that's the older one. No, that's a square box, and it's oh, got—I okay. don't know—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's fine. It's basically the same as the Bell and Ross box that I had as well. Um, My the box, box is, is probably the worst because it's the, the plastic like dome that like the hatch lifts up at the front. Oh uh, yeah, it's no, those ones are never. I don't know. And then uh, the Oris box that I had was about—it was actually the same as those two as well. Very, very similar and stuff like that. Some of them have like different compartments where the like the papers and stuff like the manuals and everything yeah, go yeah. in. But the 
I don't know. I, I to be perfectly honest, actually, some of the coolest boxes I think are the G-Shock boxes. I was about to say the little G-Shock tins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they don't they don't take up much space. Um, like the NASA one was super cool. Like it's because it, it looks like a little section out of the Saturn V. That's cool. And yeah. then. And then um, uh, even the uh, even the generic tin box that I got, the standard uh, G-Shock tin that's kind of, kind of got the octagonal like lid that goes on top of it, and then it's just in a mm. kind of a cheap cardboard box that it slides into. I mean, it's it an odd thing because it's just a box at the end of the day, isn't it? It's like you said, like doesn't we, matter, we, and it's like we do just chuck them in the wardrobe and don't really think about them. Some people yeah, just throw them away. Do you know what I mean, some people don't keep them, but it is part of the experience and like a nice yeah. box. You kind of do go, yeah, like that. that's nice. Even it though did. like you never well, see it again. It's it's well the thing is is it comes down to this is the this is where the the illusion of it being a luxury product comes into play, right? And so and that and part of it being a luxury product comes down to the packaging. Mm. It really does. And it does make a difference. That's why people like the like because it's 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 about the whole experience of the thing, right? Yeah. Like, and this is where um, actually you know you know who the, the, one of the other nice boxes was the the Panerai the four two four that my uncle bought. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That Panerai box is next level, and um, even um, actually even his Bell and Ross that he bought the uh, the the full loom dial mm. that his Bell and Ross box is significantly nicer than the Bell and Ross box I got with mine. It was a like it stepped up because it's actually got a little push button clasp on it and everything snaps down. They're really they're really stepping it up, but um, uh, and so it's the whole yeah the whole experience with the little fabric things that go over top of it that have the name of the brand embossed mm. on them and all that sort of thing. It's all part of the it's part of the experience the experience the which is. Which is the whole experience that you're supposed to receive when you go to your Swatch boutique and get your Moon Swatch <laughs> that snaps in <laughs> half next week. Well, it's the same experience you're supposed to get when you go to your Rolex dealer and get told, fuck off, peasant, your money is not good enough here. No, no, no. Sit sorry. on this waiting list that does not need <laughs> this imaginary waiting list to try and make yourself feel better on the hopes you may yeah. get a watch if we decide you're worthy. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I yeah. think of a million things I'd rather be doing, like sticking... A knitting needle up my ass. Um, what I, you do in your spare time is your business. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel sorry for people who listen to this without headphones on. I mean, we just kept saying Hitler the other week, and now it's. <laughs> They've had to listen it to me true. talk about fixing a toilet for half an hour or whatever it was, and just. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we can come to the conclusion there that everyone likes a nice box and make of that what you will. Um, there you go. I think we should end it there. <laughs> Fair play. Okay. Excellent. Well, good to chat to you, mate. Hopefully Tom will be back next up, week. Um, unless, I don't know, something could happen. Unless he isn't. Yeah, unless he isn't. Unless he just gets too stuck into the wine down in Normandy and just wanders off. Yeah, yeah I mean, there are worse places to be. He might, sure. he might jump in the sea and his cork shoes will carry him away with the tides. <laughs> Is bobbing around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Always good to chat, mate. Thanks you. for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye bye.